How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. A win is a win, and today we are here to recap the Bears' 17-13 win over the New York Giants in Week 2. Welcome back to the channel, guys. I would like to say uh, we're going to be posting a ton of our Atlanta Falcons uh, coverage starting soon, so if you are new to the channel or whatever platform you're listening on, do us a favor and subscribe. Also, if you are on YouTube, do us a favor, drop a like. Uh, the Bears are definitely putting us fans through a lot, but we got through this one, uh, and you can't be mad about winning a game. I am your host, Chris Malpe, and today to talk about another inconsistent game, I am here with both of my co-hosts, Parshaw and Jalen McClinton. Guys, without talking about the game whatsoever, how are you guys doing? I'm a little, I'm a little frustrated. I'm just tired. Uh, you know, without talking about the game, it's like hard to say what I'm feeling. But it was frustrating and tiring. Let's just say that it felt like week one all over again, but the opposite way. I feel, I feel good. Um, I wasn't feeling good. Like, well, I'm not gonna say I wasn't feeling good, but like I was, uh, my heart was definitely pounding. But um, I'm, I'm feeling good. You know, can't be, can't be mad at all. Yeah, uh, you know, you can't be mad about a win, and the Bears got it done today. So let's check out the box score. For the New York Giants, Daniel Jones was 25 for 40, 241 yards, and one interception thrown. Also sacked four times for 21 yards loss uh, with a passer rating of 68.9. Saquon Barkley went down uh, in the middle of the game. They think he has a torn ACL, but only 75 rushing yards for the Giants in total. Deion Bush or uh, excuse me, Deion Lewis, also with one rushing touchdown. Heading to receiving, Evan Ingram, six receptions, 65 yards. Golden Tate, five for 47. Deion Lewis, four for 60, 36. And Darius Slayton, someone that the Bears definitely had to cover in this game, with three for 33. So not uh, the worst game in pass defense. Also, Daniel Jones with one lost fumble. Looking at the Giants' defense, Blake Martinez with a sack and eight tackles. Logan Ryan, seven tackles. Um, and that'll about do it. Heading over to the Bears' side, Mitchell Trubisky, 18 for 28, 190 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, came out blazing in the first half, also was sacked four times for 21 yards. Two of those arguably were on Trubisky, uh, and then had a passer rating of 78. David Montgomery, another great game for him, averaging 5.1 yards per carry with a long rush of 23, totaling his game to 16 carries for 82 yards. Cordero Patterson with seven rushes for 25 yards. And Mitchell Trubisky with four rushes for 16 yards. Not the greatest game for Cohen. Heading to the Bears' is receiving, David Montgomery with three receptions for 45 yards and a touchdown. Obviously had that electrifying touchdown. A uh, super shifty play uh, on the Bears' first drive. Darnell Mooney. Three catches for 36 yards and his first career score, Allen Robinson, three catches for 33 yards. Jimmy Graham also had a nice catch for 18 yards. And uh, I must say, Anthony Miller was targeted three times, but was definitely dormant in this game. Taking a look at the Bears' defense, Eddie Jackson with eight sackles. Roquan Smith, eight tackles and one tackle for a loss. Buster Screen with six tackles. Robert Quinn with one tackle on the game. In his first play as a Bear, a strip sack on Daniel Jones. Uh, it was a pretty crazy play. But that'll pretty much about do it for the stat sheets. Uh, guys, Parth, I want to start with you. Uh, what was your initial reaction to this one? Because obviously going into this one, we wanted the Bears to be more consistent. We saw them come out with the hot hands. Uh, the Bears are arguably 2-0 and and have only played three good quarters of football. So 
What were your thoughts about how this one played out? I wasn't too happy. I'll be completely honest. Uh, a lot of Bears fans are just happy to come out with the win, but this is the New York Giants. We saw Saquon Barkley get hurt basically very early on, early into the game. Their wide receivers were banged up. And to only put up 17 points, um, it was frustrating to watch, especially because we were hot. I thought we were going to be able to blow them out. The Bears always like giving us false hope. Uh, we saw it last year or even in 2018 where we'd come out hot, come out strong, think that we can blow the other team out and then you know, get defensive, um, start not basically stop playing good offense. I had the second half, it was complete miserable to watch this offense play. Every time I was, I wasn't having a great time watching the offense and, uh, we saw the giants almost be able to come back. It came down to the very last play and, uh, basically back to back weeks coming down to the last play against two pretty average teams. So the bears definitely to step it up if they want to make a name for themselves in this league so far. We saw the Atlanta Falcons just losing a heartbreak to the Dallas Cowboys on a Greg Zwerlin last-second field goal, but you know the Falcons' offense put up 39 points, and the Bears are going to have to be better if they want to march down to Georgia next week and be able to win that one. It is confirmed that Barkley did suffer an ACL tear based on the manual test and initial initial diagnosis, so obviously prayers up for him. Uh, you know, there was a lot of studs and duds in this game. Um, the Bears, something that we've seen them do that in the past – a lot is get way too conservative in the second half, more specifically with Matt Nagy's play calling. We saw the defense back off and let Daniel Jones uh, kind of get in a groove in the second half. We saw the offense try and punch the ball up the middle, uh, not really do much in the passing game after Mitch had a hot hand in the first half. I'm happy the Bears came away with a win, but I'm going to say it again. We need to see more consistency moving forward. After Trubisky had such a great first half, we need to see him continue that into the second half. And that's 100% not on him. He threw two interceptions in this game, both incredible plays by James Bradbury, who had a tip ball and in the second instance just came down with a third down throw to Allen Robinson. But we have to see both the offense and the defense come out more consistently. We saw the defense play well for, I would say, the first half of the third quarter, and then it slowed down until obviously at the end of the game when they were able to close it out. But, you know, we need to see more consistency. That's, that's about it for my initial reaction but uh, on the other hand you can't be mad with a win uh an ugly win is better than a loss at the end of the day so the bears are 2-0 and it's going to be a tough task the next two weeks against a colts team that just destroyed the vikings as well as the atlanta falcons who have looked pretty good throughout their first two weeks but uh yeah uh it, it's just got to get more consistent down the road i think uh everyone can agree with that on all cylinders it has to be better so Jalen, you said earlier that you were happy with this win, but we did see the Bears inconsistent yet again in the second half this time, but they came away with a win. So what were your initial reactions to this one? My initial reactions was, uh, like you said, I think we got too conservative in the second half. We went up 17 after a great offensive showing and defensive showing on both sides of the ball in the first half. You know, we were, we scored on the first drive, something we haven't did in a long time. Um, you know, then we got an interception. I think we got a fumble on the first like first drive for the Giants. There was a three out now, and it was a pick by Deion Bush, um, which is actually his first of his career. So I'm happy about that. But like you said, it's, it's all about being consistent. Um, I had called after a halftime. I had called um, our FaceTime group chat, and parts picked up, and we were just talking about the game. And I was like, I feel like this is kind of karma. How we're up 17 points right now. Um, I was like, I, and then I was like, I hope you don't pull the Lions. And uh, parts got mad at me. Talked told like we were basically just talking about how let's not jinx it and uh we almost did that but thank god we didn't the defense you know 
um, came in clutch, I guess, and uh, sealed the W. So um, I can't be too mad. Like I said, I, I'm, um, I expect better out of this team. We should have blew the Giants out, but uh, W is a W. So yeah. Yeah, looking at the defense, they definitely stiffened up, especially in the secondary. Obviously, you know they were out on the field there a lot in the second half, as Trubisky only had 30 passing yards. And the Bears made the defense rely on this game, uh, rely to win this game in the second half. But, you know, a, a good game from Eddie Jackson, another good game from Jalen Johnson, who had another two passes defended in four tackles, continues on his solid rookie campaign. We also saw Cole Komet get his first catch, Deion Bush get his first career interception. That was really nice to see. But looking at the Bears' wide receivers, you know, Darnell Mooney caught his first touchdown in this game, and we saw him have a very replicated game of what we saw in week one from him. Obviously, three catches for 38 yards against the Lions. He gets three for 36 here against the Giants with 12 yards per catch. Also, a 15-yard touchdown. Parth, was it good to see Mooney get his first score, and what do you think the future holds for Ted Ginn in Chicago? Um, that was awesome, though. That play by Trubisky was amazing. He, he stayed calm in the pocket, pocket, and, you know, he stepped up and threw it basically 50-50 ball to Darnell Mooney, and Mooney came down with it, and it's exactly what we like to see from Darnell Mooney. You know, he's a speedster, but now you can also rely on him to come down with those 50-50 balls. He has definitely impressed a lot of us. I know me, you, and Jalen are very excited to see Mooney in this offense and just keep elevating his game, uh, keep building that connection with Trubisky. Uh, Ted Ginn, on the other hand, you know, he was in healthy scratch today. Uh, him and Trubisky didn't have that timing we saw last week. You know, Trubisky misfired, and that timing wasn't there while Mooney and Trubisky had that connection. So Ted Ginn's future in Chicago is up for grabs. Uh, I feel like he'll be a healthy scratch a lot more often. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, there were a lot of people telling me all offseason that Ted Ginn wasn't going to have an impact on this team. And I was in denial just seeing what he was able to do even the last two years in New Orleans and obviously throughout his 13 years in the league. But you know what? Uh, I might have been wrong on this one. And we've seen Mooney step up and almost it feels like he's a veteran presence on this team. He's made plays continuously. He's been there when we need him to be. Uh, and I, I, I couldn't be more happy with him. I want his role to continue to increase as we move forward. I was hoping they were going to take a deep shot to him today when they were up 17 to nothing. But you know what? They didn't. But a great game for Mooney. Uh, I was really one who wanted him. I wanted either him to get his first score or Jalen Johnson to get his first interception. If one of those two things happened, I would have been happy about it. And Mooney got in the end zone today. So you can't really be mad about that. Jalen, you obviously weren't here a couple of days ago when we made the podcast talking about Mooney and how he was going to start breaking out for the Bears. But how much did it mean to you, and how happy are you about how much Mooney has progressed thus far? Um, I kind of called it like it was like just at a uh, excitement of a of drafting. We was doing a video. I was like, he's gonna be wide receiver three. I think we was we were talking about when we drafted him. I was like, he's gonna be wide receiver three. And you, um, well, Chris, you told me to kind of slow my roll right there because he, he was a fifth round draft pick. But just watching, you know, some of his tape, I, I went back and watched the stuff he did it to Wayne. For him to be not very tall, he's like five eleven, and you know. Go go for a jump balls like that. He's fast. Um, you know he gets great separation on his routes and stuff like that. Uh, I was very excited to see him involved in offense week one, and for him to be involved in offense week two and actually catch a, a, a touchdown on amazing play by Mitch. Um, I, I I can't be more excited. Um, all our first you know uh, Jalen him and Kogamat kind of made an impact today. Cole caught uh, his first catch actually. So um, this this pace draft class is off to a great start, and I can't be more happy. Yeah. 
So now it is time to give out our offensive and defensive MVPs of the game before we get into some general analysis of the game, talking about how the Bears need to improve moving forward. Starting with the offensive MVP, I got to go with Darnell Mooney. It seems like the obvious pick is David Montgomery here, someone who had 127 all-purpose yards and a touchdown in this game. But you know what? Something about Mooney's contributions throughout this season so far have stood out to me. Uh, we knew David Montgomery was going to have a breakout year, and kudos to him. This could so easily go to him as well. But just to switch things up, because I know we're going to hear the name David Montgomery in a couple of minutes from probably both of my co-hosts, uh, I'm going to give it to Darnell Mooney. I think his role continues to increase moving forward, and I was so excited to see him get into the end zone, also have three catches in this game. So I can't complain at all. I'm going to give my offensive player of the game slash MVP to Darnell Mooney, Parth. What do you think? Uh, I think I know who you're going to say here, but who's your offensive MVP in this one? I'm going to give it to David Montgomery. You know, he was an absolute beast this game. In the second half, when the Bears were struggling to throw the ball downfield or even, even find a completion, uh, we saw Trubisky get only three completions in the second half. So, you know, when we needed to move the ball in the second half, which, you know, we didn't even score in the second half, but when we actually needed to get that first down, uh, at least take some clock away so the Giants wouldn't have enough time to score um david montgomery came up in clutch and he had 16 carries for 82 yards and then in the first quarter he also had that beautiful touchdown catch and he also ended up with three receptions for 45 yards he was the leading receiver for the bears and had that touchdown like i said so uh, i think david montgomery definitely showed us what he can do uh despite even getting hurt uh, i think he had a low neck injury which was a little scary i didn't know what was going to happen but yeah he came back and basically balled out for us and saved us i'd say you also have to give a bit of that mvp award to the bears' interior offensive line who has been studs the last two weeks we know cody whitehair and james daniels both are reliable starters but jermaine fetty has definitely been better than expected and has played a big role in the success of the run game David Montgomery, 5.1 yards per carry, another big game for him after rushing for 64 yards in week one. Also had three receptions for 45 yards, 15 yards per reception. It was a great game for Montgomery, so I don't blame you for giving it to him at all. Jalen, I know what you're going to say here. We talked about it before we started recording, but who is your offensive MVP in this game? Um, I don't. This might be a shot to you know some of these people watching, but honestly, I I really don't care. I'm going with Mitchell Trubisky. Um, yeah, people say he played bad in the second half. He only had three completions and stuff like that. But those two interceptions, um, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of A. Rob. He needs to get extended, but I don't know if it's the contract getting to him. But uh, he didn't he didn't look like himself. You know, on the first one, uh, you know. Allen Robinson has to go for the ball. He's a big body receiver for for a reason. And James Bradbury made a great play, put his hand in, and got intercepted. And on the second interception to A. Rob as well, uh, I don't know how I honestly got intercepted. That was just uh, a fluke James Bradbury, play. Yeah, James Bradbury literally had his back turned. A. Rob jumped up for the ball, and uh, I guess James Bradbury just didn't realize he had a you know an interception in his hand, and he just came down with it and bounced. So that was a great play by him. You know, he, he did very well for the for the Giants. But uh, yeah, I'm giving it to Mitch. If it wasn't for him extending those plays in the first half and throwing it to David and Darnell Mooney, uh, then, you know, and we honestly would have lost his game. He should have had really had three touchdowns in the first half. He threw an absolute dime to Anthony Miller in the end zone on third down. Uh, but, you know, Anthony just dropped it. Anthony, Anthony did not have a good game at all, you know, compared to, you know, last week where he got a game with a touchdown for us. But, um, you know, like I said, and Mitch Mitch had a well, uh, had a, you know, a decent game. A great uh, first half. Uh, 
Did you had a great first half? Um, I was excited. Uh, everybody else was excited as well. But I stayed consistent with it. Um, I knew that this this play calling really got conservative. Nagy has to do better on that. Um, this is the NFL. These players are getting paid millions of dollars to play football, and you know they don't care if they're down twenty five points or seventeen. They're gonna play football and hopefully get a win. And that's what the Giants did. The Giants can can go down without a fight, and uh, really can't blame them for that. But then Nagy has to keep his his foot on the gas and and score points until the clock hits zero. So yeah. I'm going to go with Trubisky here. Yeah, you know, you look at that second half when the Bears didn't score, but even then Trubisky had some good plays. Uh, he missed a, a good throw to Demetrius Harris that was just a little bit in front of him. I could see the first interception being blamed on Trubisky just because he might have forced that one a little bit. He could have thrown it a little bit earlier, but I do agree with you, Jalen. That second interception was definitely a fluke. Just a lucky play where Bradbury came down with it, but kudos to him. He had a good game. You mentioned it. Anthony Miller did go radio silent in this game. Definitely could have changed the tide of this game, too, and the trajectory of it if he did catch that touchdown. Also dropped a big first down throw on the sideline uh, that would have been a first down on third down. So now heading to defense, my MVP is going to go to Robert Quinn. Look, he only had one tackle today. It was a strip sack in his first play for the Bears. We saw the pass rush perform so much better today, at least through two and a half quarters, and he was a big part of that. I do think he was on a snap count. You know, he wasn't in there a ton. Uh, we saw Barcavius Mingo uh, also have a sack uh, as well as more tackles. But I think as Robert Quinn continues to get healthy, this Bears pass rush will continue to get better. We saw Keaton Hicks get in there for three tackles and a sack today. Robert Quinn's strip sack was huge, and it was so fitting that he was cleared to play this morning and got his biggest play in his first play as a Chicago Bear. So, it's a tough one there. You can go with so many players. Roquan had a great game. Eddie Jackson. Jalen Johnson was solid once again. Kyle Fuller also had two passes defended. But I'm going to go with the one-play wonders for both of my offensive and defensive players of the game. So I'm going to go with Darnell Mooney, and then I'm going to go with Robert Quinn on defense. Parth, what do you got? I'm going to go with Deion Bush. Uh, you know, he had that one interception. Uh, I thought that's what basically got the Bears defense kind of in the groove uh it was great to see the Bears get an interception it was uh and then it came from Deion Bush's first career interception I think we're gonna see a lot more playing time for Bush coming up uh, I think him and Deshaun Gibson have been you know I think splitting snaps here and there not as much but I think we're gonna see a lot more splitting snaps now I think Deion Bush has what it takes to become that star starting strong safety and whether that's next week or in a couple weeks I think he will become the starting safety for the Chicago Bears yeah, big game for Bush. Uh, this award would easily go to Eddie Jackson uh, in the third quarter or possibly even in the fourth quarter. I forget when it was. He had a pick six that was negated by a pass interference that he had. It was a little bit of a tough call to make. Personally, I think it was pass interference, but still a great game for Eddie Jackson and Deion Bush across from him. Great for him to finally get on the board and get his first interception. Jalen, who is your defensive player of the game in week two? Um, I couldn't really come down to one player, so I'm gonna just go with the whole the whole defense. The defense, uh, you know, I, I obviously got better than last week where we allowed 23 points and you know we we only allowed 13 in uh, this game. But they all those all came in the second half. Um, the defense was kind of tired. Um, you could tell, especially when the Giants were getting into the red zone. That one possession where I, uh, I think is when they scored or it was when they got the field goal to uh, go up to have 13 points. But the defense showed up. We had like four sacks. We had a forced fumble. Uh, 
Powerful and Jalen Johnson both had two pass deflections, and obviously Deion Bush had that interception as well as Robert Quinn strip sack. So his defense showed up. Um, you know, once again in the second half, I feel like the play calling with, with Pagano got too uh, conservative as well. He was just like play, basically playing back on all the receivers, and um, you know, I, I don't know why, but I'm gonna give it to the whole defense. The defense played well. We turned over. We got. Uh, a couple turnovers on Daniel Jones, which led to points about uh, the offense. So can't be mad about that. But uh, basically, a, a good showing from the defense. We also stopped the run today as well. Um, I don't know if it's because Saquon Barkley. Uh, I think Torres ACL prayers are from him as well. But we were able to, it's just to stop the run, and you know, the Daniel Jones really didn't do much in the pass game either. So yeah, I'm gonna give it to the defense as a whole. You have to give the defense as a whole uh, a clap of the hands in general. You know. This game came down to the buzzer again. The defense was on the field when the offense wasn't able to produce. You know, in week one, it was a little bit different of a situation because the offense was on fire and the defense had to make a stop. But the defense won the game when it came down to it at the end. Daniel Jones had a shot from 10 yards out. Eddie Jackson had a great play that he made there, breaking up a pass to Golden Tate to win the game. Obviously, it was negated by a penalty, but still, if there's no penalty there, Golden Tate has a chance to catch that ball, and Eddie Jackson came in from behind and made a great play. So overall to the defense, they won us the game again when it came down to it, so you have to clap your hands for them. Finally, before we end this one off, we're each going to go around and talk about one thing we think we need the Bears to improve on heading into next week. And I'm going to start off by saying I think when things are going wrong, you have to continue to pound the rock. I talked about the interior offensive line and how impressive they have been in my eyes. David Montgomery, I think his carries only need to go up moving forward. And I think when things get tough and you can't develop stuff in the passing game, you have to continue to pound the rock because that has worked for the Bears two weeks in a row. We saw them put up a lot of rushing yards on the Detroit Lions just a week ago. We also saw them have a lot of rushing yards today. Look at the New York Giants. Uh, in the fourth quarter there, when the Bears were running the ball, it obviously fizzled out there at the end. But the Bears were still able to be successful in the run game. You know, uh, totaling 135 rushing yards. We can't complain about that after having 149 in week one. Compared to last year, at least, uh, you know, we wouldn't have even seen this being a possibility. And we may have lost this game had it not been for the rushing game at the end of it. You know, uh, it may not seem like a big deal, but they did run the clock down quite a bit. So, and then my one other piece of advice is I do think Trubisky needs to have a little bit better pocket presence. And I think he is a little bit too fixated on Allen Robinson. It was a little bit weird. Allen Robinson today had nine targets and only three catches. He did not seem like himself, like Jalen said earlier. But I do think two of those four sacks that were on Trubisky, two of them were probably on him, and he needs to get the ball out, something that he's praised that he's worked on a ton this offseason is his footwork. We saw it uh, get negated a little bit today, and he hurt himself, uh, shot himself in the foot there on uh, some very important, important possessions in the first half. So I think Trubisky's pocket presence, plus, you know, just spreading the ball out a little bit more. He did target over 10 targets today, but when it came down to it, he was fixated on Robinson a little bit on both of those interceptions came on third down play. Or no, uh, one of those interceptions came on a first down play. One of them came on a third down play where Trubisky stared down Robinson the entire time. So I think just a little bit getting less fixated on him, also continuing to use his legs. Uh, to get outside of the pocket is something that's important and rely on the run when things are going bad because that's definitely the most consistent thing we have on the offensive side of the ball for now, as shocking as it sounds. So 
Parth, what do you think the Bears need to do moving forward? We just saw the Atlanta Falcons put up 39 points in an impressive game against the Dallas Cowboys, even though they did lose. So what do you think the Bears need to do next week if they want to give themselves a shot to beat the Falcons? Just got to score some points and play consistent offense. We saw the Bears come out once again. We, uh, last week one, it was fourth quarter that the Bears were amazing. And, and this week it was the first two quarters. Uh, a football game is called, it has four quarters. There's four quarters in football. Uh, I, I feel like the Bears need to go that over real quick. If there's four quarters, you got to play hard for all four quarters. And playing against bad teams, you can get a little lucky and you know play good for a quarter or two and maybe squeak out with a win against the Falcons, against the Colts, against the Packers. You can't let that happen. Uh, you got to play all four quarters of football. This offense has only showed up for three quarters so far this year, and there's been eight quarters of total football. So it's been frustrating to see this offense not be able to be consistent, whether that falls on Trubisky, um, Matt Nagy, the run game, even the receivers. Uh, Anthony Miller had two drops that basically hurt the Bears really bad. One on the third down and one that, which would have been a touchdown would have put the Bears up 14-0 instead of 10-0. And 21 nothing going into half. Exactly. And then uh, what else happened? Uh, yeah, uh, I think Anthony Miller had less catches than Bobby Massey. Uh, that's <laughs> just something to put out there. You know, Bobby Massey with that clutch catch on fourth and one. You know, like all these little tiny things that keep happening that, you know, get the Bears a little lucky. Uh, their luck is part of the game. But I just want to see some consistent football. I, I know we have it in us. Uh, we've played great football so far. And there's been times where we've played terrible football. And I feel like this offense has what it takes. I think they just need a little bit of boost. Uh whether that's on Nagy, uh, Bill Lazor, uh, hopefully they can do it. Uh, I think week three against Falcons is the, the week to start it. Uh, that Falcons team scores a lot of points. Like we saw, they scored back-to-back games with 30 points. So in order for the Bears to keep up, it's going to be a shootout. And the only way you can have a shootout is basically play a consistent offense. So hopefully we can score some points next week. That also goes on the coaches a little bit. We saw Matt Nagy and Chuck Pagano both, I would say, take their foot off the gas a little bit in the second half. But you know what? I agree with you. Uh, football is a game of four quarters. You look at last week, the Bears dug themselves a hole and ended up climbing back out. And this week, they put the Giants in a hole, started climbing in the hole with them, and ended up barely escaping from that hole that they were digging themselves or walking into, uh, I guess you could say. So, Jalen, this is it. What do you think the Bears need to do if they want to beat Atlanta next week? What do they need to improve on heading into week three? I got like Parsec basically stay consistent with this. Um, we were scoring with ease in the first half. You know, we had two great possession, uh, two great drives that led in points, and uh, both both like I said, great plays by Trubisky. And if we want to beat this Atlanta team, who who scores a lot of points, they almost scored forty points in a loss, and uh, they scored four, they scored you know almost forty points in two losses back to back weeks. So obviously this offense could put up. Uh, obviously the Atlanta Falcons offense can put up points and if we want to beat them or come close to beating them we either have to put up points as well or the defense has to shut down the defense cannot do what it did against the uh against the lions and just let up for the for the first three quarters of the game or we're gonna, we're gonna get blown out and uh this team is is better than that i know uh you know I, i'm gonna keep saying we have to be consistent for four quarters of an nfl game to uh you know to come up with a win so if if like i said if uh, the play calling stays aggressive. Don't get conservative on both sides of the ball. There's really nothing stopping this team. It's all about consistency. In, in an NFL game, that's what matters. 
And the Bears will have the best chance to score probably their most points against the Atlanta Falcons. You take a look yeah, at their defense. I'm not comparing them with the Seahawks or the Cowboys whatsoever, the Bears' offense. But we've seen the Atlanta Falcons' defense allow 78 points in two weeks. So if the Bears are going to get that on track, they have to do it ASAP. And if they want to win this game against Atlanta in Week 3, they are going to have to do it ASAP. And coming into the season, I think we all agreed that a 3-1 and start would be good. The Bears have two tough tasks coming up in Indianapolis, a team that bounced back after a loss to the Jaguars, and also Atlanta, a team that has been quite competitive, even though they have lost to two good teams. So that'll pretty much do it for us, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into our postgame show. If you want more content from us, you can head over to our website, BearDown.com. We're going to be posting a ton of content heading into week three for you guys to get you guys geared for the matchup at the Mercedes-Benz Dome, or excuse me, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I was thinking of the New Orleans Saints. But, yeah, you can go check out our website if you want more content from us. We have a ton of people working hard on there, getting out as much content as possible. So if you have some free time, be sure to head over to BearDone.com. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find us on both Instagram and Twitter, at BearDown. And finally, the links to our social media fan pages are down in the description. And I'm also going to throw the links to our Twitter pages down in the description because we've been tweeting so much more actively during the games, and it's good. Uh, it's a good way to interact with us if you find us on Twitter. We definitely post some good analysis during the games on there. Parshaw, Jalen McClinton, we're 2-0. and We cannot be mad about that whatsoever, but I think we can all agree this is the last we're going to talk about this game. Uh, yeah. Do you guys agree with that? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't ever want to bring this game up. Uh, same with the Lions game. Honestly, these two games have been a little upsetting. Uh, I know a lot of Bears fans are going to probably call me someone who's negative but i know i just have a lot of high hopes for this team and i really think they can do it and i just want them to do it and it just sucks seeing them you know come up basic i mean they didn't come up have buzzer beater wins two weeks in a row exactly and i feel like we're we're, we're we can blow these giants out like i mean we were up 10-0 17 nothing like 17 nothing going into halftime 10-0 with like 10 minutes left in the first quarter and to not put more more than 20 points not even like 23 it was it was it was frustrating but I'm going to hold that in, and hopefully next week they can put up 30 points and start being more consistent. I know this guy, this offense can do it. I see a whole new Trubisky out there. I think Trubisky has been phenomenal to start the season, and I think if he can keep it up for all four quarters, he can play even better and finally get some recognition by the national media. Jalen, any last words? Um, this is not going to be – it's probably going to be the last time I talk about this game on the podcast because uh, – yeah, it's, it's it's depressing. But to Giants fans, definitely, I'm I'm gonna talk so much crap. I was getting hated on by Giants fans because they were saying Daniel Jones is better than Mitchell Trubisky. Daniel Jones didn't do nothing this game but turn over the ball like I knew he was gonna do. But uh, uh, for the first half, Mitchell got you know was about that bread. The second half, you know, that kind of <laughs> messed him up. But uh, we came out with a W. I don't remember the last time the Bears was two and zero. I definitely wasn't watching the Bears the last time they were two and zero. I know there's for a fact. Um, I'm happy. Uh, we got we got three um, you know hard games coming up. Where the Lions, I mean not the Lions, excuse me, the uh, Falcons, the Colts, who just blew out the Vikings. Oh my God, Kirk Cousins. And then and, Tampa uh, Bay, who got and, back and on track today. And Tampa Bay, who, who got back on track today. So, um, bear down. I'm happy we're two and zero, but uh, gotta stay consistent with it. Nagy, like I said before, Nagy has to stay aggressive as well as Pagano. But uh, that's about it. Thank you guys so much for 2.7 thousand subscribers on YouTube. The support has been crazy recently. We're on to week three. The Atlanta Falcons 
pose a tough task, but we're going to get you guys all the coverage throughout the next week to try and start the season at 3-0. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our post-game show. We're 2-0. We cannot complain. We cannot complain whatsoever. I said it earlier, an ugly win is better than a loss. That'll pretty much do it for us, guys. Bears fans, do us a favor. As always, stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.